And we are so excited to announce something brand new here at Bayshore Community Church. Available now on any of the app stores, either Apple or Android or even Amazon, is the exciting Bayshore Church app for your mobile device. Now this app is chock full of content for you to use to engage with Bayshore. There's a sermon archive where you can browse past messages from both campuses. There's ways for you to sign up for classes, for events, for small groups. There's events calendars so that you don't miss anything that's happening. There's even a Bible reading section where you can get daily updates on where we are reading in the Bible. Also, this app has a great new giving feature, a very sleek and efficient way to easily give anytime you like and also have reoccurring gifts. So be sure to check out our app. You can go to bayshorecc.org slash app. That's bayshorecc.org slash app. And find links to download the Bayshore Church app. Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Aww. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. As Jeremy said, my name's Jody Monroe, and it is my privilege and honor to be able to give the message today for Mother's Day. I thank Pastor Danny for this opportunity. I said in the first service, I just want to start off by saying I love the amazing women of Bayshore. I am a happily married woman to a man for 34 years, but I love the women and the ladies of Bayshore. Moms or not, I've gotten a chance to get to know many of you over uh, many years, and, and I love you. I think you're amazing, and it's my honor to speak to you this day. Um, I know we have a lot of different kinds of moms present with us, and... Um, I'd want to celebrate all the women. I just want to make that clear. Today, we're celebrating the women of Bayshore and definitely the moms, but definitely I want to include all the women of Bayshore. And we might have some visiting moms, and we welcome you as well. We're glad you're here. We have a lot of different kinds of moms among us. I know stay-at-home moms. I was a stay-at-home mom. We have single moms. We have hard-working moms outside of the home as well. I'm sure we have some homeschool moms, some blended family moms. They have unique challenges, I'm sure. Uh, we have our, the ladies of Facebook Live. I just want to welcome the ladies of Facebook Live. All the women say hello, especially to a couple of my friends, Holly and June, and, and my husband who couldn't be here. Hi, Tom. <laughs> hello to you. And we welcome the Facebook Live listeners. And I, I want to give a special shout-out uh, We have some moms who come to our church who are mothers of beautiful children with special needs, and they face some really unique challenges as mothers. And I say to you, we doubly honor you this day. If you're a mom of a child with special needs, we doubly honor you. The title of my talk today is Warrior Moms, Warrior Women, and it is my hope to encourage and empower you wonderful women, and the guys as well, and encourage and empower you this morning. And um, we're going to talk about warrior moms, warrior women. A little about me, I said I, I had the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom while our, my three children were growing up and married for 34 years. Uh, I get to share a little bit about my kids. I have three kids, and... Uh, all I can say is God has a sense of humor <laughs> with my three kids. I love them to death. They're great. 
when they're sleeping, they're really good when they're asleep. There's my kiddos. Uh, Tommy's 29, and I, I love to share the story about Tommy, 29. When I was first pregnant with him, first child, is 27 years old, I prayed one prayer over and over and over, and <laughs> I was sort of young and dumb, prayed one prayer over and over while I was pregnant, make this child big and strong and healthy. And I swear to you, that was the honest to God truth. That's all I prayed. Make him big and strong and healthy. Well, Tommy is now six foot nine, about 275 pounds, <laughs> healthy as an ox. And the Lord has answered that prayer. <laughs> he, was, he was a bit of a challenge raising him. Some of you know my friend Candy Bethke here helped me raise that boy, Candy and Randy. Um, challenge, a little hyperactive, little attention deficit. My husband and I are laid back, easy going, and we were ready to be parents, and boom, we didn't know what hit us. <laughs> Tommy came out, and uh, he challenged us, and yeah, he struggled in his school years quite a bit. You know, he wasn't really a natural student. Um, I like to say, Tom, my husband, is an engineer. He graduated from a uh, prestigious engineering school, and I graduated a couple of degrees. I graduated from the University of Delaware with magna cum laude with honors. Tommy did go to college, and he graduated, thank the laude, we like to say. <laughs> he, did, he graduated, thank the laude. But he's grown into a wonderful, wonderful young man, and he's the light of our life. I said, he's my biggest fan, he's my biggest protector, he's my biggest defender, and I like to say, don't you mess with his mama, or he will hurt you. <laughs> but I'm just kidding, just kidding. Then we had a wonderful young woman, Tara. She's 27. She's a new mommy to baby Luna. Gave me my first granddaughter. Tara was a wonderful girl growing up. Didn't give us much trouble. Uh, I do have to say, she has this, she's a beautiful young woman, and she has this little baby. And sorry to say, a lot of people say, well, I think that little baby looks like looks like Tom and Tommy. <laughs> and I'll tell you, no young mother wants to hear that her daughter looks like her father and her brother. <laughs> but I said, honey, your dad made some beautiful kids. You know, there's hope. <laughs> there, there's hope. We love baby Luna. And then with Jeffrey, he's uh, 20, turning 21. Please pray for me. I, I need your prayers. <laughs> Jeff, 10 and a half pounds of Jeffrey when he was born. 10 and a half pounds. Um, He's been the light of our life, and uh, I could tell some funny stories on him. I, I admit, as a mom, I, I would stay at home. I enjoyed waiting on my children. I enjoyed serving them. That brought me joy, you know, feeding them, taking care of them. One funny story about Jeff, he was maybe 10, 11, 12, I don't know, and he, uh, I would serve them food. If they were watching TV, I'd bring over their breakfast or their lunch. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I just enjoyed it. Jeff one day came into the kitchen, got out of the box of Pop-Tarts, out of the brown box, and it was wrapped in silver foil, and he laid the foil Pop-Tart on the counter, and then he walked away over the TV room. And as he was walking away, he said, Now, Mom, I don't want you to toast the Pop-Tart. <laughs> I thought... Well, Jeff, what is it you'd like me to do with the Pop-Tart? <laughs> and I do believe he wanted me to unwrap it, put it on a plate, and bring it over to him. And I said, don't you judge me. Don't you judge me. <laughs> Jeff, we, we sent him to college, and God bless him. He managed to spend 
all of his money in, in one month. That, that's the truth. He, he was a lifeguard, took a lot of money with him off to college. One month later, he's there. I get a phone call. Mom, the bank says I have no money <laughs> on a Friday night. I said, well, I know you have money, Jeff. You took a lot of money down there with you. He said, I know there's money in that account. So I'll take care of it, Jeff. I'll take care of it. Monday morning, I'm calling M&T Bank. There seems to be a problem with my son's account. He says he has no money. <laughs> the lady said, well, what do you want me to do? So I can tell you all his, you know, the deductions. I said, yes, please. She started Fantasy Football Draft Kings, Uber, Subway, Pizza, Golf, 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 Golf. <laughs> and, this one. and she said, no lie. And that brings him to $5. <laughs> I said, very humbly, okay, thank you. <laughs> Jeffrey, you have spent all your money in one month. <laughs> and, um, you know, as a God-fearing, Christian, strong-believing women, woman, I did the right thing. I sent him more money. Now, I said, don't you judge me. Don't you judge me. <laughs> I sent him. So uh, um, I like to say I love my kids. Uh, we followed them around all the um, the courts, I like to say, they were involved in sports, you know, all the sports, all three of them, all sports. We were on the basketball court, the volleyball court, the tennis court, traffic court, and my favorite was, my favorite was family court. Yeah, that was a fun time. <laughs> that came after a late night state police call. That's for another message. <laughs> That's for another time. Minor infraction. But I'm uh, just telling you a little bit of the reality of my life as a, as a mom. Um, I want to open with a quote that I read by an author, Elizabeth Stone. And I think this sums up motherhood so well. She says, making the decision to have a child, it is momentous. It is to decide forever to have your heart go walking around outside your body. Can any of you moms relate to that? Have your heart walk around outside your body. And boy, I tell you, you really feel that certain times in life. I'll tell you one big one. When that 16-year-old gets behind the wheel of a car and drives off, your heart is going. It's like, ha, ah, I'm not going to survive this. Or your heart um, goes on sleepovers or travels abroad or wherever. Your heart is walking around outside your body. That's, that's a tough one. I plan to touch on three different scripture references to help me accomplish my goal of encouraging and empowering us today. And the first one is a very non-traditional Mother's Day scripture. I, I guarantee you've never read this on Mother's Day. Okay? I love the Old Testament, and this story comes out of Judges. Judges 4. It's a story um, the Israelites were we're continuing to claim the promised land, but there were some Canaanite strongholds in the land that they had to deal with. They had to face some Canaanite oppression as they moved into the promised land. And here it is. It's Judges 4. It's about two strong warrior women, Deborah and Jael. That's why I'm including this. Two strong warrior women. De, um, the, the Lord sold the Israelites, this is chapter 4, verse 2, sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. Commander of his army was Sisera. The army commander was Sisera. 
The sons of Israel cried to the Lord. Sisera had 900 iron chariots, and he oppressed the sons of Israel. Now Deborah was a prophetess and a judge. She sent and summoned Barak. He was the Israelite soldier. She, Deborah, the judge, sent for Barak and said, Behold, the Lord God of Israel has commanded, Go and march to Mount Tabor. Take with you 10,000 men. And I will draw out to you Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, with all his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand. Barak said to her in verse 8, Well, Deborah, if you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. I just love that response. Go, Deborah. And uh, she said, "I, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the honor shall not be yours on the journey you are about to take, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hands of a woman. I, I love it. <laughs> Deborah, they went. Sisera called together, in, uh, chapter, uh, verse 13. Sisera called together all his chariots, 900 iron chariots. Deborah said to Barak, Arise, for this is the day in which the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Behold, the Lord has gone out before you. So Barak went down with his 10,000 men. And the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his army with the edge of the sword before Barak. Um, A note in my Bible says the Lord sent a lot of rain and made it very muddy. And the chariot wheels got all stuck in the mud. Um, And all of Sisera's, the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword In verse 16, not even one was left. Now here's where the story gets good. Now Sisera fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. And Jael, the wife, went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my master, turn aside to me. Do not be afraid. And he turned inside her tent and she covered him with a rug. And he said to her, please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. She opened a bottle of milk and gave him a drink. Then she covered him. And he said to her, stand in the doorway of the tent, and it shall be if anyone comes and inquires of you and says, is there anyone here? You shall say, no. But Jael, Heber's wife, took a tent peg and seized a hammer in her hand and went secretly to him. And drove the peg into his temple, and it went through into the ground, for he was sound asleep and exhausted, and so he died. So God subdued on that day Jabin, king of Canaan, before the sons of Israel. And over in chapter 5 it says, And the land was undisturbed for 40 years. Now, ladies, I am not encouraging any hostility to your men while they're sleeping at all. But I just love that story. God raised up two strong, powerful warrior women. He raised them up and to defend, to protect, and to save his people, Israel. And the land had rest for 40 years. I, I just love that scripture, and I hope it follows along as we talk about warrior wi- women. My second scripture reference brings the thought of warrior women and warrior moms, and warrior dads as well, as you'll see, a little closer to home. And this is a a familiar verse. I know you've heard it. It's in Psalm 
Just listen to it. Psalm 127, 3 and 4. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. And to me, God is calling directly. He's calling us moms warriors. Like arrows in the hand of the warrior, so are your children of one's youth. And dads as well. We are warriors. And I was, I was, as I was thinking about my message, I thought, well, what does that mean exactly? What does that mean? And guess what? I'm going to show you. I'm going to answer that question. Just think about it. Warriors are strong, and they defend, and they protect, and they go into battle, just like Jael did. She was strong, and she defended, and she protected. And the battle was sort of brought to her. But as warrior parents, I feel like God is calling us into the battle, into the battle as parents for the, for the well-being of our children, for their life, their health, their well-being, and especially, especially their spiritual well-being. And, and I want to include um, grandparents here as well in this battle. A lot of grandparents are helping out with their children they're spending a lot of time with their grandchildren. They may be raising grandchildren. Grandparents, you are in this battle as well for the well-being of the children. Now, I can give you a perfect example of a warrior, but it's what I call from goat world. <laughs> I, as I shared before, I, am, I have a little herd of eight goats in my backyard, and they are just pets. I just feed them no milk, no nothing, no cheese. I just feed them. <laughs> and, and I have a mix of, I have standard-sized goats, some males and females. I have some dwarf or uh, mini goats, males and females. And I have a mother-son combo as well. Now, I also have a shepherd mix dog. She's good size. She's my buddy, Roxy. And every once in a while, for fun, I like to let her in the goat pen just for fun. <laughs> and, and she does what shepherds do. She herds. <laughs> she nips at their heels, and the whole herd is running and running and running, and she's barking and snapping. And I have a wooden swing set, believe it or not, in my goat yard. And they're on top of the swing set and down and around. The whole herd is moving, except one, except one goat. One goat every time my Roxy's in there. One goat stops, turns, looks at that dog, puts its hooves in the ground, lowers its head with these big horns, and is ready to confront this yapping, snapping dog. Can you guess which goat that is? The mom, the mother goat. Now, I don't want to tell you where all the big males are. I, I'm, not into, <laughs> I'm not putting anyone down today, even though they are on top of the swing set <laughs> looking down. <laughs> Mama goat is every time stops, sinks her feet in, lowers her head, and is ready to engage this dog. And I love it. I said, that is a warrior mom right there. She is a warrior mom goat. I like to say a warrior mom is large and in charge. She's large and in charge. Um, as I was thinking about this, I got in my head a picture. 
who knows, who is familiar with the man Gene Krantz? Anybody know Gene Krantz? He was the flight director for the ill-fated uh, Apollo 13 mission. Gene Krantz, and he was portrayed in the movie uh, Apollo 13. I have a picture of Gene Krantz. Gene Krantz, that's him at Mission Control. Gene Krantz in that picture is large and in charge. He has all the screens, the computers, the phones, the buttons, whatever. He is large and in charge of that mission. Fortunately, he brought them all home safely. When I was thinking about warrior moms, I saw Gene Krantz at Mission Control. You know where I pictured it? Mom in her kitchen. She is large and in charge. Now, I'm not saying moms have to stay in the kitchen. I'm not saying that at all. The kitchen's sort of the hub, the activity of the household. Warrior mom is large and in charge in her kitchen. She is directing. She is multitasking. She's on the phone. She's cooking the dinner. She's kicking the dog out the door. She's giving instructions to her child. She's large and in charge. She's at mission control. Maybe, maybe it's in her office or at her dining room table. She knows what's on the TV. She knows what's happening upstairs when it gets too quiet. <laughs> she knows she better go check. She knows what's on that teenager's cell phone. Well, sometimes you don't want to know. <laughs> um, Mom is large and in charge. And um, I, just, I just had that vision. I believe that being a warrior mom is probably most often accomplished behind the scenes. Guess what? It is not an overly glamorous, exciting, exhilarating, thrilling job, is it, moms? You can attest to that. It is, it is hard work. It's a tough job done behind the scenes. No pay, long hours, lots of overtime, little recognition, not a lot of promotions. Well, I'm going to show you exactly what being a warrior mom means to me. And, and I believe it's what God wanted me to share. I'm going to show you exactly what being a warrior mom looks like. Now, this demonstration is mostly for you moms who still have young children in the home. You're not an empty nester yet, you, or you have children in your home. This demonstration is a lot for you. I have a pile of bricks here. Now, bear with me. Bear with me. And, and I'm going to build something with this pile of bricks. And every brick has a name. And I'm going to tell you all about it. This is deep. Are we paying attention? Get ready. Here it comes. Every brick has a name. Here it comes. And I'm going to build something with these bricks. This brick. This brick is named cooking dinner most nights of the week. That's that brick. This brick is having some clean laundry somewhere in your house. Maybe not in the drawers, but somewhere in a pile there's some clean laundry. There's some clean underwear. This brick is cleaning your house and clean toilets. That's what this brick is called. This brick is helping with homework every night. <laughs> Checking book bags every night. That's what this brick is called. This brick is called teaching manners to children, teaching them how to sit at the dinner table or shake someone's hand and look them in the eye. That's teaching manners. This is a favorite brick. This one is praise, hugs, and love. Praise, hugs, and love. That one. 
This brick is called Reading Bedtime Story Every Night at a regular and scheduled bedtime hour. A couple more here. Bear with me. This brick is, is praying for your kids and letting them see you pray and read your Bible. That's what that brick is called. This brick is take your kids to all their activities, picking them up, taking them to their activities. Uh, I like Jeff. Um, Jeff is a big Patriots uh, Yankee fan. Hold your applause. <laughs> I know there will be none. <laughs> His father and I, guess what? Jeff's number one fan. We're number two fans because we love and support our son. We love the Yankees and the Patriots. This brick is, I have them written down here, discipline. Oh, that's a big one. Discipline consistently, appropriately. And uh, that means like screaming at them in the grocery store, right? <laughs> Even though they really deserve it, <laughs> it's, it's holding your tongue, disciplining appropriately. And there are many, many more bricks that we could uh, say. Uh, take your kids to church. Take your kids to church every week. There are many more, you know, model honesty, model godliness. I could lay brick upon brick. What have I built here? I've built something with my bricks. I have built something, and I'm going to tell you what it is with my bricks. Brick by brick, I have built a firm foundation. I have built a firm foundation. This is a brick, this firm foundation is what your kids are going to stand on. They're going to grow up on. And hopefully, Lord willing, they're going to launch from. Now, there have been some known cases of failure to launch, but that's for another day. <laughs> this foundation has a name. I've named each brick, but together, this foundation has a name. It's called Stability security, provision, safety. That's what this firm foundation is named. And, you know, I said, hopefully those kiddos will launch from it as young adults, hopefully to a future of health, success, and fulfilled God-given potential. Now, I want to encourage you moms. I know you're doing this. I know you're building your firm foundation, brick by brick by brick. And I just want to encourage you to keep on doing it. You think doing the dishes, cooking the dinner, doing the laundry, cleaning the toilets, transporting, homework, book bags, packing the lunches. Nobody cares. Nobody sees it. Does it really matter? It's huge. It's huge. It's your firm foundation that you are building for your children. Foundation of safety, security, stability, provision. I talk about my coworker, Colleen Goebel. Every night uh, at work, after she's done working here, I hear her say, well, I got to go home, get the kids, make some dinner, and take them to their activities. And I stopped her one day. I said, Colleen, what you said is huge. You're going home. You're making dinner. I'm sure that's not really what you want to do but you are serving and cooking and laying a foundation. That's part of your firm foundation. 
Be encouraged. It is not insignificant. It is not unimportant. It is huge. It's major. Keep on doing it, moms. I know you are. I just wanted to encourage you to do that. And, and um, you will eventually complete your foundation. It will be so well worth every minute of your faithful and selfless hard work. And don't, I truly believe that the Lord, our Heavenly Father, sees every brick you lay. Not every egg you lay, but every brick you lay. Your Heavenly Father sees you building that firm, firm foundation every day, day after day, month after month, year after year. Be encouraged. Keep on keeping on. Um, your Heavenly Father sees it, and it will be so well worth it. And um, there's one more brick I want to lay on my foundation. It's this. You say, well, that's no brick. This is probably the most important brick you will lay on your foundation. This is my prayer pillow. I got it from the Goodwill because I didn't want to use my good pillows. This is your prayer pillow. What you kneel on, that firm foundation to pray, to go to battle for the spiritual well-being of your kiddos. And as you know, turn on the news, ladies and gentlemen. There's a war going on, and it's for, out for our children. And we need this final brick to be praying on our knees for our kiddos. Now, I'm not just limiting to on your knees. Pray anytime, anywhere. But uh, I beg of you, I beg of you to... Uh, to commit to prayer. And this, is, this prayer pillow is for parents of all ages, not just little ones. I'm telling you, you'll know when you need to pray. When you have wisdom that you want to give to your 16, 17-year-old child, you still have a lot of wisdom, some guidance, some direction that they need to hear. And you start lovingly telling them your wisdom. And guess what? you see that wall go up. They have checked out. They are not listening. They don't care what mom or dad has to say. I say, when you see the wall go up, you better have the knees come down because you need to be praying. Believe me, I live it out. I'm living it out every day. I know Karen Tice has commented several times, raising Tim and Joel, Karen is a wise woman, full of wisdom. She wanted to give all her wisdom to her sons, but she said, I hit a time. I started telling them. She said, I saw that wall go up. They were done. They were done listening. I say, when you see that wall go up, you better be hitting your knees, praying for the spiritual well-being of your kiddos. That's for moms and dads. <clears throat> Just think, I had a realization, if you're not praying for your kids, who is? Is anyone praying for your children? If you're not, no matter what their age. I'm, we don't have other Christians in our family. If I'm not praying for my kids, I don't believe anybody else is. So that's just a little encouragement. Um, you know, I like to say, you young moms, you have these kids around your feet. You can barely move, right? Little ones around you all the time. Guess what? I promise you, there will come a day when those kids don't want to be in the same zip code as you. <laughs> it's coming, I promise. 
uh, I love, Psalm 116 says, I love this. I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my supplications, because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I shall call upon him as long as I live. God is listening. He's bending his ear. And what is more precious to him than a, a parent's and a mom's prayer for her children, no matter what their age? On to my third scripture, one of my all-time favorites. It's out of the Old Testament as well. I said I love the Old Testament. Zephaniah. Anybody ever read Zephaniah? <laughs> the dust will blow. Zephaniah 3. Zephaniah 3.15. He, the king of Israel, the Lord is in your midst. You will fear disaster no more. Do not be afraid, O Zion. Do not let your hands fall limp. And here's the good part. The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. A victorious warrior. What a beautiful and powerful promise from the Lord to us. We have a victorious warrior in our midst. What does that mean in our midst? He is with us. He is among us. He is alongside of us. A victorious warrior is in our midst. I encourage you, as I said, I love the scripture, memorize some of that. And the good news about this to me is, guess what? We don't have to get this parent thing right all the time. And guess what? We never will get it all right all the time. There will be failures. There will be moments that are not worthy of Facebook and Instagram. I could preach a whole other sermon on that. <laughs> the the not-so-pretty, perfect moments in your home where there's tension and strife and rebellion and disagreement and arguments, and the list goes on. The good news is we have a victorious warrior in our midst. Um, I like to say we don't always get it right, and, and just have a third and fourth child, okay? You won't even try to get it right. <laughs> You're going to be too tired and too old. You will not even try to get it right. <laughs> the great news is we have a victorious warrior in our midst. We can cry out to him, call on him anytime, day or night. I spoke to a young mom the other day. She's sort of new to our church, has three beautiful little boys, they're amazing, full of energy. She said, Jody, sometimes I just say, help. <laughs> and I love those help prayers. You're crying out to your victorious warrior. You're saying, oh, Lord, I, I can't do this. I don't have the wisdom. I don't have the strength. I don't know what I'm doing. Be encouraged. We have a victorious warrior in our midst. Um, yeah, I know driving with uh, Tara when she was learning how to drive. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Remember those days? She pulled out in front of a car, and I immediately made her pull off the road and said some nice words to her. I said, get out of here. You, I am not dying today. <laughs> when you're sitting next to your teenager who's driving, you're going to learn a prayer. It's going to go like this, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And your foot, you're going to be pressing that brake on the passenger side, Right? Guess what? There is no brake on the passenger side, but you're going to be stepping on it. <laughs> 
And you're going to be saying, Jesus, help me, Jesus. You're, you're going to cry out to your victorious warrior. And I'm going to close here. Uh, how do we connect to the power of our victorious warrior? And I have a simple little, uh, hopefully you'll get the idea of this. We love our cell phones, right? We love our cell phones. What do we not like about our cell phones when they go dead? We hate it. We, that's the, you know, that messes up our day. So what do we always carry around with us or have close by? Our charger, which mine is a little uh, tangled. This is a very important item in our life, our charger. Without it, our cell phones are dead powerless, lifeless, no good to us. I liken this, we are like the cell phone. We need a power cord. We need a power cord to plug in to our victorious warrior on a regular basis. We need our power cord to plug in to the power, the wisdom, the grace, the mercy, the forgiveness, the endurance of our heavenly, divine power source who is available to us 24-7. Now this, the good news is, it's not rocket science. Gene Krantz was a rocket scientist, and that was rocket science. But this is not. It is not rocket science. It is simply picking up this word on a regular basis, reading this word on a regular basis. This word is alive and it will mold you, make you, change you, grow you, confront you. It'll do a lot of good things. Reading that word and hitting your prayer pillow wherever you are, that's your power cord to our divine, oh, um, heavenly power source. Like I said, it's not rocket science. It takes a little discipline. Reading the word and praying, and that power, that power will come through, that wisdom, that grace, that mercy, forgiveness, all that good stuff. When we are connected to our victorious one, and I'm closing here, only then can we truly live a divinely empowered life. When we are connected to and filled with God's Holy Spirit, we are empowered and guess what we're empowered with? I'm going to give you a beauty tip. I'm going to end with a beauty tip, Mom. Ladies, and for you guys as well. <laughs> when you are plugged into God's power source, filled with his Holy Spirit, I'm just going to tell you something. You're full of it. You're full of it. You're going to be full of fruit. Fruit, Galatians 5. You're going to be full of fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you what beautifies we women. No matter if your face is magazine worthy or it's like mine where I need my Mary Kay. Thank you, Hartley Holston. You're, that you're going to be filled with fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. You meet a woman filled with these things, you will meet an empowered woman woman, if she's full of love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. Those fruits beautify us. 
Um, they beautify us. So um, I just want to close with a word of prayer. Thank you so much for listening. You've been awesome. And um, I, I bless you on Mother's Day. I see my spit coming out. <laughs> bless you on Mother's Day. I encourage you. Keep on keeping on. Keep on laying those bricks day after day, week after week, year after year. I remember a story. My big tall son came, he was a teenager, came rushing into my kitchen. Mom, this is the truth, Mom, I'm hungry. <laughs> and I had to stop what I was doing and get some food to that boy because it was an emergency. <laughs> I was laying a brick of feeding my family. So I encourage you, moms, keep on keeping on. You're doing a great job. Your family sees, but more importantly than that, your heavenly Father sees your hard work, your self-sacrifice day after day, week after week. And uh, blessing will come. Those kids will be launched, and uh, the Lord will reward so thank you so much. Let's say a prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for the beautiful women of Bayshore and the gentlemen as well. Lord, uh, I love these folks. They are my family. I pray you bless them, encourage them. I pray moms would find time, some prayer time to read and pray, and they would be encouraged when they get weary and tired and they don't want to keep on keeping on, encourage them. Be the wind at their back, Lord, to continue loving and serving their families and uh, to ministering to their family. Thank you so much, Lord, for this day. We ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.